everybody. Welcome to another episode on the Product-Led Podcast. So excited for today's topic. What we're going to be covering today is how Resi used Product-Led SEO to 2.7x their MRR in just four months. So this is like a crazy increase in monthly recurring revenue in such a short period of time. And so one of the reasons why I'm, I'm really excited to go through today's uh, focus is really because SEO for a lot of product-led companies is one of the best channels. One, because they find you with intent, which is great. Um, and two, it's also one of the, the best lower cost channels that you could really level up and scale up as you grow your business. So for a lot of companies like uh, well-known ones like Canva or even Zoom or some of these other tools, um, SEO has been like the backbone of these businesses that really helps them get in front of a ton of users that they can serve through their products. So today we're going to go behind the scenes of how Resi actually did that. And so who I have here is Alistair, who actually works at a company called Scale, which helps them with their SEO efforts to actually go through this, implement some of these playbooks and frameworks we're about to go through today. So Alistair, welcome to the Product Lab Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Wes. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. I'm excited to dig into this. So um, could you share like, what, in your view, Product Lab SEO is? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, you could ask a number of different people and get a number of different responses to this question. But the way that I like to look at product-led SEO and product-led content is basically you're looking to create search content that helps the user to solve their problems with the use of your product. And so in order to do that, what you need to do is you need to understand the customer, you need to understand the product. And of course, critically, you need to understand the problem that your product helps the customer to solve. And the idea is that rather than the typical model of looking for uh, keywords that have search volume that are vaguely related to your, your product, and then working it backwards um, into, into creating content, you want to understand the customers and the product, understand the problems that they're facing and collect all of the, the types of things that they're likely to be looking for through a search engine and very much understand how with that content you can demonstrate the value of your product. So that's kind of the way that I look at it. And a framework that we often use when, when thinking about this is the stages of customer awareness. You know, so thinking about whether the, the customer is problem aware and how you can help them solve those problems, whether they, they might be solution aware, they may even be problem unaware, where they have no idea that uh, they even have a problem or that there's a solution available. But wherever we are on that point of the spectrum, we can use this, this kind of framework to help understand where best to guide those users on their journey. Okay, so like if I was to kind of like recap that, the difference between like, let's say like traditional SEO, product-led SEO, traditional is like for so many people, I know it shouldn't be this way, but for so many companies, it's a lot about like finding the, the highest keyword opportunity, going after some volume game, whereas you're kind of a lot more intentional regarding like, okay, we divide it up into customer stages, whichever part of the funnel or this customer journey stage that needs the most attention for your business that like you just kind of focus there with content. Is that fair or is there some other slight nuances to it? So, so I would say that predominantly what, what we're looking to do here is that we're, we're wanting to understand the problems that we're solving, right? And so wherever the, 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 the reader is on the, the customer journey, how can we help them solve the particular problems that they have there? and show that that the product is a solution to those problems, right? In terms of the, the stages of awareness, we typically aim to cover any given topic that we decide to focus on from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel at all of these stages of awareness. So we'll have a number of pieces of content that cover each one of these awareness stages um, and make sure that we're basically meeting the customer where they are in their, their buying journey um, and then demonstrating the value of the product to them through that content. Okay, no, that definitely makes sense. And so 
Um, before like you started working with Resi, like what did their current SEO organic traffic kind of efforts look like? Just give us like the lay of the land so you can see kind of like the before and after picture. Yeah, so so actually Resi had done a lot of foundational work in terms of building a lot of content. They had a template gallery, they had a blog with quite a few pieces on it that had a number of landing pages. And our job here was kind of to come in and, and sort of sharpen the blade that they had already created. You know, I can dive into all of the, 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 the approach that we took, but basically we started out by looking at everything that they had done and figuring out how to make the best use of that by figuring out what's working, what's not working, what has the, the biggest potential, and then focused our efforts in those areas um, and, and prioritized it based on those analyses. Okay, so like they had lots of content, but can you give us like specific numbers or anything relates to like, did they have like 10,000 visitors per month? Was it 100 blog posts on their their whole kind of website? Was content already or like SEO the main channel they were using as a business? Did you have like any of those kind of like background areas we could cover? I, I don't have any specific numbers that we can dive into, but... What I can say is that they, they were using SEO as a channel and that with the content that they had already produced, there was a lot of room for, for improvement, basically. Um, and that was from a technical perspective, from a content perspective, as well as from just a general strategic uh, perspective, how all of that content could be clustered um, and how we could focus on specific areas one at a time uh, to drive that value. Okay. Do you know how much like content they were creating on a consistent basis to give everybody like a, a picture? Of what that looked like? Um, again, I, I don't have any specific numbers. I think that they, they were creating content at a, at a slower pace before they joined. They had built a, like quite an extensive template gallery with, with hundreds of pages. They definitely had uh, hundreds of pages on their site. And so that was spread across both the template gallery um, and, and the main site where they had, they had obviously landing pages, they had blog posts and so on. And so they had put together a lot of effort into this existing content, but we wanted to kind of ramp up the pace, but also focus on improving what was already there. Okay. So how are they using these templates? Was it like, I, for instance, like Canva has, like, if you want to make like a free poster, there's like the poster templates. You search for like, okay, I want to make like a poster. You'll see like, okay, that ranks first. And then it's like a matter of like, okay, let's, let's use that uh, template. And then you're right into the product too. So what were they doing right now or like in the beginning with their templates? Yeah. So the, the templates, basically, they had a template gallery like you would have with Canva, for example, and they were doing exactly that. So just for a little bit of context, Resi, what they do, basically, it's an AI-powered uh, system for creating, editing, and like optimizing your resume, uh, cover letter, resignation letters, and so on. They built templates to focus on various uh, job industries. So they, they might have you know, like a web developer, uh, like resume template, for example. And so they managed to cover a lot of these different areas. Uh, but what we were finding was that we wanted to try and hone in on like which are the areas that are actually most relevant, which are the areas that are most likely to convert and so on. And we also wanted to just give some structure to the template gallery to make sure that uh, like from a technical perspective, all of the foundations were, were put in place for SEO success. Okay. Can you walk us through, like now that we know like the beginning of what it looked like, if we were to divide this up into those four months, like what was done in each of those four months, because like to get that like crazy increase in MRR, it almost seems like unrealistic for some people where they're like, oh yeah, like how do I kind of like get the same results? So walk us through like exactly what your team did 
for those four months. And then I'll try and like listen and like dissect what was the overall process, but and share with people. But yeah, go for it. First month, what happened? What was the kind of action items? Yeah. So basically the way that we typically start these types of projects is we conduct a technical audit and that's what we did for, uh, for Resi. So basically we've got a technical team. They're very experienced uh, at technical SEO. They take a deep dive into the site. Um, they look at it from a bunch of different angles and try and figure out, are there any technical challenges that need to be overcome? Are there any opportunities that we could capitalize on from a technical perspective? And then they put together an ICE prioritization model, basically to say, these are the most important items based on this prioritization. Let's try and get these done as soon as possible. So we covered the technical bases as a starting point. And while we're doing that, we were also modeling the existing content. So we had a look at all of the content that was existing on the site. We basically assigned each page that was up there with a, with a head term. And then we used existing conversion data and traffic potential to estimate the potential business impact that each one of these com content pieces could drive if we were able to get it to its full potential. And we also seek to understand the competitiveness of each one of these content pieces um, in the search landscape so that we could know how much in terms of resource we can have to pour into this for things like backlinks and so on. So that was kind of the starting point. We also did uh, like thorough competitor analysis understand what the competitors are doing, if they're doing things right, if they're doing things wrong, and also have a look at, uh, at resin themselves. Obviously, we want to look at the customer, get a thorough understanding of the product, um, like, we, like we sort of spoke about earlier. And then on top of that, we did some topic research. We basically are doing like keyword research, but we want to understand the keywords within the context of individual topics. Um, and these topics often relate to like use cases or problems that, that resi is able to solve. So that was, that was sort of like setting the stage and the foundations. From there, what we did is based on all of these analyses and this information that we were able to gather, we put together the strategic direction and, uh, and kind of like a roadmap for, for actually making this happen. And we kicked that off with a blend of like high potential longer term projects, as well as like some quick wins in terms of the content. So from that content model, like which of these content pieces are able to drive quick returns, um, like non-competitive, but we can actually drive some quick impact. And then which of them are kind of the big bets that might take slightly longer to, 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 um, to get going. But once we get them, they are going to yield uh, larger returns. So we did this through a, a whole variety of, of things, but uh, on-page optimizations, new content briefs, link building to each of these pages and so on. Um, and we very carefully pr prioritized each one uh, based on our insights. Could you take us through, like, I guess, what this specific roadmap would look like? Because, like, there was a technical audit. Like, I imagine there's a lot of, like, things your team looked at for there. But then for this roadmap, like, what were some of the kind of quick wins? Because it sounds like there was a ton of, uh, like, changes that were able to be made to kind of get this growth. So I'm curious, like, what did that kind of roadmap look like? Yeah, the first thing was identifying these quick wins, right? So we were basically trying to use our model to say, which one of these content pieces is going to drive the biggest impact with the least effort or in this, the shortest amount of time. Um, so there were some high intent content pieces that we could optimize, that we could build links to. Um, and then there were some, some, some high intent uh, topics that we discovered that we could create new content for uh, and start to build those out. So that was in terms of uh, like using the existing content, that was kind of the, the first step. But on top of that, we did this topical focus, which is kind of a generally the approach that I, that I recommend, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit later, but we like to very much focus on nailing one topic at a time. So what we did is we identified using all of this research that we had done, the core use case of Resi's or like one of Resi's core use cases that had the greatest potential that seemed to have the greatest conversion rate based on the existing data that we had um, and based on conversations with them. So we nailed down, okay, we're going to focus on the cover letter cluster 
And this is going to be our focus for the next uh, few months. And we wanted to make sure that we addressed this cluster from, from each angle um, and, you know, basically making sure that we, we get it to 100% before moving on to the next one. So we had this topical focus. Within that, we made sure that we also did internal linking structure op optimizations. We audited the template gallery structure to see that that was sound from a technical perspective. And for example, we also spotted some opportunities for improving the user journey. So one of the examples here was that a number of their calls to action were pointing to the login page, whereas they, they ought to be pointing to the sign up page. And that was thwarting a lot of the customer journeys because they were saying, you know, like try try the product for free, go to the next stage and you get to a, a login page. Um, and so that was kind of the end of the journey for some people. So all we had to do there was identify where that was happening, make that switch. And, and that was really helpful. Okay. So for like that cover letter focus cluster, could you walk us through like how another company who's like listening to this could identify like, hey, like where should I focus? Because I think that's honestly like one of the biggest hardest pieces whenever it comes to like SEO. It's like you could write anything really, but <laughs> where should you focus on? You mentioned like some criteria, like, okay, you noticed like this was uh, high intent. There was a lot of good signups that came out of this. There's a lot of traffic for this thing, but there was looking at the business metrics behind it too. So could you walk us through like, if you were to decide like, where to focus, how would you go through that process? Yeah. That's a great question. We, we work with a number of different brands of a number of different sizes and resources are commonly something that have to be addressed and have to be thought about. And when you're dealing with limited resources, you have to think about focus. And I think, you know, when you find yourself in that position, it's just as important to think about what you're not focusing on as what you are focusing on. Because what we find time and time again is, is it's great to have so many like creative ideas and for things to come up that you want to try. If you keep changing strategic direction, keep changing tact, um, you end up spreading yourself too thin and kind of spinning your wheels and going in circles and, and not making much progress. So I think defining this focus is, is a really, really important topic. And I'm glad that you brought it up. If you look at somebody like HubSpot, they've kind of, they've covered everything for sales and marketing, right? So if you type in something to do with sales and marketing, HubSpot's, and it might be tempting for a small business to, to say like, Hey, HubSpot's doing that. They're covering all these topics. Let me try and cover it. But the approach that we tend to take instead is to say, of course, that took a lot of time, takes a lot of resources. Let's focus in on the topic that is going to be most relevant to your customers most relevant to your product and most relevant to the problems that you're able to solve. You can think very carefully about, you know, what is the, what is your value proposition and how can you find topics for content that are highly relevant to that uh, value proposition. And so generally there'll be like some core use case that your product can solve and you can basically then say, this is going to be our focus and we're going to focus on it from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel and everything in between. And then the key is basically to, you, you want to also have some sort of comparison in this as well. So like, because you are dealing with search, you do need to think about things like search volume. So, you know, in our case, what, what we did um, and what we typically do is we model out all of the different use cases that are on the table that, that could be a potential for us to go after as topics. And then we use a method of modeling where we understand okay, for this particular topic, the potential uh, traffic that it could generate is, is X. Based on historical conversion rates or benchmark conversion rates, we expect that this could convert at, uh, at this percentage and achieve this many signups. And if we're achieving this many signups, we can achieve you know, X number of paid customers and so on. And so we're really actually trying to model right down to, to the return on the investment and the revenue that we can generate through each individual topic. And then clustering these into the, these kind of broad topics where we've got multiple content pieces within the space 
and the sum total of all of these pieces. What is the potential for this cluster? What's the potential for that cluster? We compare them against each other, um, get an understanding of how competitive each one, one is and what's going to be the, the easiest route to generating that return. Um, and then we prioritize them as a result. So that's, that's kind of the process. Okay. And like for a topic cluster, for those that like aren't familiar with the term too, can you just like unpack what that is so everybody knows on the same page? For sure. Yeah. So a topic cluster, the way that we look at it is basically if you look at something like um, resumes, what we aim to do is make sure that we're establishing what we call topical authority. Topical authority is basically search engines have an understanding of how authoritative your site is for a particular topic. So let's take resumes as an example. If you can demonstrate to the search engines through the extent and quality of your content that you are an expert in that particular field and in, in that on that particular topic, then you're going to have an easier time ranking those pieces of content more quickly, more effectively, and so on. So that's topical authority. And, and that's partly why we like to take this holistic approach. We don't want to just like target the bottom of the funnel for a number of different use cases, because what that means is that you've got a very small amount of, of content for each one of these topics. And Google's not going to see that as uh, you know, a site that is authoritative in this space or that space. So, so that's one reason is, is for topical authority. You want to basically build out uh, a cluster that covers the full funnel for each one of the, uh, the topics that you're interested in, in, in ranking for. So, you know, you'll have at the bottom of the funnel, maybe something like, uh, you know, resume creation software, resume builder. Um, sorry, at the bottom of the funnel, that's what you have. At the top of the funnel, you might have something more like, you know, what is, what is a resume or, or uh, something along those lines. And in the middle of the funnel, you might have how to build the, the best resume. And so you want to make sure that you're covering that, that full gradient. And like we mentioned earlier, meeting the customer at their stage in the buying journey. So if they're just getting started trying to understand, you know, like how to build a resume, we want to make sure that we can meet them there and offer them content that's going to help, uh, you know, help them with their problem and, and hopefully help them with their problem through the use of our solution. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for kind of going through what the topic cluster is. So that's, you identified that as cover letter focus cluster. And then what was next? So you had that, like, that's where we're going to focus for the next like few months. What were the next like big action items that your team took to truly like 2.7x their derma? Yeah. So, so like, like we were sort of getting into earlier is the, you know, once we had identified like, okay, so we've got our topic cluster focus. What we want to do is we need to optimize that from, from every perspective. So on-page optimizations, we look at the content that's existing and we, we basically say, why is this not ranking higher? Like, what do we need to do in order to drive it up to the top? Often what we find is that they are perhaps missing search intent. Um, perhaps they're, they're not covering topics as extensively as, um, as you know, the, the other competitors. There could be a number of other reasons why the content is not effective in itself. And so we've got a specialized team of content experts that actually go in and try and reverse engineer what are the top competitors doing and how can we try and make sure that we're doing that plus add an extra value on top of that. And so, you know, that's, that's a starting point is like understand what the user is looking to see uh, and then make sure that your content is offering them that. So that's on-page optimization, but we also look at, of course, new content briefs. Like are there gaps in this cluster where there are opportunities for us to create new content to serve to the, to the readers that, you know, currently we're, we're not targeting. And of course, uh, link building as well. So for, for anybody that doesn't know, the number of backlinks that a site has is a ranking factor. And by backlinks, I mean sites that point from other domains on the web to your site and to your content that you're trying to rank. And if you can have, if you have more high quality referring domains, 
uh, backlinks to your site, you are more likely to to compete effectively in the service. So um, what we do at scale is we actually can like build these backlinks. Uh, that's like one of the things that we that we do. But we also try and gain these backlinks in natural ways as well. So by basically creating content that is highly linkable, that people want to share, people want to link to, and then getting it ranking to a certain position through like building some backlinks manually, we can actually see a virtuous cycle that can can start to take over from there. So once you push it up to the first page, people see it, they like it, they want to link to it, they link to it. Those additional links help it to rank higher and, and therefore more people see it, more people link and so on. Um, so it's it's sort of a virtuous cycle. So we've got on-page optimizations, we've got new content, we've got link building. We look at the the customer journey um, and and the calls to action on each of these pieces of content and try and make sure that we're, you know, we're, we're uh, optimizing the pages for conversions. And, and a number of other sort of like technical things as well. So like I mentioned, internal linking audits to make sure that we're interconnecting all of the pages in a way that's logical for both for the user and for, for search engines. So those were kind of the main things that we focused on in, in the case of Resi. Okay. Was there anything else that you did as far as like um, getting that big MRR boost? Well, these were the main things and, uh, you know, it's, it, it sounds simple, but when, when you break it down in this way uh, and, and you, you know that, you know, we've, we've got uh, a certain level of revenue already um, and you can see that these high intent, like even one high intent piece can, 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 can really like have a, a huge impact um, depending on where it's ranking currently and the, the traffic that um, can come out of the other side, as well as the, the potential conversion rate. So I think basically like a lot of the potential came from firstly making sure that we had these like technical foundations covered so that the content was actually able to rank better than it, than it was already. And alongside that, making sure that the pieces with the highest potential, we did the things that were necessary in order to get them ranking at the top. And when we saw those pieces float to the top, that's when we started seeing these returns very, very quickly. Awesome. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to recap all the steps that you took. And you can tell me if anything's off, but I've been taking notes. So one, start with that technical audit. Really get specific on like what is working, what is not. Look at everything else on that end. Two, the output of that is really just like getting clear on the roadmap. Break it down into like what are some of those quick wins? What are some of those like bigger long-term bets that you need to uh, address longer term? What does that look like? But the main kind of like outcome even that is like get clarity on like what is that main focus and so for resi it was like finding that ideal use case and that topic cluster and like really honing in because like every company has limited resources it's just a matter of like okay it gets super specific on like this specific area and how you did it was really looking for the intent as well as overall sign up impact to the business and then you just focus in on that. And then the four things you, you did after that is really just analyzing, like, what is the existing content on this topic? Like, what are we already doing well? And what could be optimized if something's like, you know, already written, but it's ranking on like, you know, the fifth result. We know there's a huge opportunity there if we could get it up to like the first three positions and really double down on that. And so analyzing the existing content for the cluster uh, to finding like what are some of those big gaps so uh, creating like a content brief or something around like okay we're missing this particular piece super high intense as well and it's a missing part of this topic cluster three you did the overall like link building to be like okay let's like let's boost some of these ones that have a really great opportunity and what i liked is you didn't just think about like okay like let's just you know spray and pray it was like actually what if we 
you know, directed it towards some of those link building content pieces that people want to link to. You know, you invest some link building to get that up ranking. And then it, it is that network effect where people start actually just linking more to it. So I think that's a really great way of kind of like starting a fire. <laughs> it's like, you know, you start with like the small twigs and uh, then you you can definitely get the bigger logs going later. But it all starts with that, that small fire. And then the fourth thing is really just going through customer journey optimization. So I imagine in that topic cluster, like really tightening up, like even the messaging for some of those CTAs, like, hey, you want to build out your cover letter or something like that, that's actually a lot more specific than like, you want to sign up for Resi? It's like, no, they want the cover letter thing. They don't know what Resi is yet. So how does that recap sound? Was that all the stabs or did I miss anything? No, that, that's, a, that's a pretty solid recap of, of the first few months. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. So if somebody was to kind of implement this on their own, what would be the biggest mistakes you would recommend for them to kind of avoid? Very good question. Yeah. So, so I think there, there are a couple of things to, to understand. Like one of the things I mentioned earlier was search intent, right? I think this is kind of a, a topic that's misunderstood by those who don't really have experience with SEO, particularly, you know, if they come from like a traditional marketing background or maybe like a product background and so on. When you're creating a piece of content, you can't force searchers into wanting something that they don't want. So you have to really understand what it is that the searcher is looking for and how you can provide them with, with a piece of content that serves that purpose. And what we, what we found, you know, a number of times is like content teams and marketing teams are, are so excited to provide like this editorial content that basically is kind of akin to what they want to say, as opposed to what the reader wants to see. And so I think like, just getting an understanding of what the searcher is actually looking for is, is really, really key. Because if you don't do that, firstly, you're not going to rank effectively. And secondly, even if you do, if the user lands on your page, it's unlikely that they're going to be you know, convinced by it. And they're probably just going to bounce back to the search engine results and, and look for something else that answers their question. So that's definitely something to, to consider. I also would say that you want to understand your ICP and your product. You don't want to just go in blind and say, you know, just because this piece of content is relevant or this keyword is relevant, that I, I, I must rank for it and that this is going to drive impact. You really do want to understand who your customer is, how your product is helping them solve problems um, and work backwards from there. In the same breath, basically just like looking at what's already working, you know, I think often marketing teams will have an idea of who their ICP is based on who they want their, their product to be for. But what we often find when we look into the data of who are actually the, the people that convert best from free to paid and who are the people that are actually ending up as paid customers, we find that the the, the narrative is slightly different. Like the, the ICP is not exactly who they thought it was based on the real world data. So you want to be data driven in your approach of understanding who who's buying your customer, who's buying your product and what they're using it for. And and that can help you kind of direct yourself in to, towards a focus area that's that's going to drive the most impact. Awesome. Yeah. And one of the other things I'll just mention from this other book that I think is really relevant as we kind of wrap up this episode is these three questions, which are so helpful in like any part of your business, but also as it relates to SEO. And it's from the book uh, Scaling Up. And so it's like, what should we start doing? So when you get kind of that roadmap, like look at like, what are some of those big things we should start doing? What are some of the things we should continue and keep doing? Because you're probably doing something right, but like not everything. And then third, which I love probably the most, which is like, what should we stop doing? What are some of those things that, you know what, like maybe for that content team is like, they're doing a lot of work, but 
you know, it's not driving results. So like, what are some of those activities or tactics that you're doing that just you don't need to do them anymore? <laughs> and you can free up time to do the stuff that uh, will actually drive that result. So I'll just recap with that part. But is there anything else, Alistair, that you would kind of want to leave people with, like any last thoughts regarding scaling up SEO? Nothing in particular, Wes. I think we, we kind of covered most of the basics here. I think to your point uh, and, and those three questions that you just asked there, I think something that's really fundamental for, for somebody that's just starting out with SEO is we, we call it smell what sells. <laughs> um, so basically like looking at what is already driving paid customers on your site? If you have some organic content up there that's ranking through SEO, which are the content pieces that are actually driving results? Do they have room for improvement, either in rankings and clicks or in terms of conversion rate optimization? Can you squeeze more juice out of those, those pieces? Um, and likewise, you can look at your, your PPC channel if you're investing in that area and look at the keywords that are actually converting and say, okay, well, how can we now uh, you know, take these insights and apply them to our organic channel so that we can create sort of a more sustainable and, and ultimately more affordable way to generate that return on investment through these terms. So I would say very much focus on what's working and then, and then keep it focused. Yeah, you just got me thinking of my one last question. I keep asking you stuff, but this is great. What is the easiest way you found to identify like which content pieces are actually driving high quality signups? Because I know there's a lot of tools out there like you could potentially use to do this, uh, but I'm just more in line with like, what is the easiest way you found after helping so many companies do this? Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's, it, it very much depends case by case, but ultimately what we're looking to do is get access to data where we can see breakdown of what is the first page seen and how many signups were generated through that. And this is kind of a little bit more straightforward for, for product-led businesses uh, because the, the, you know, the time to conversion is usually a lot shorter. We, we deal with sales-led businesses as well where you know, the attribution can get messy. But if we're looking at like, okay, sign up and conversion to paid customer from this page, you know, we can, we can ultimately see which of these pages is driving the high conversion rate, um, which of these topics, uh, if we're looking at it on that level is driving a high conversion rate and so on. Um, and then, and then, uh, yeah, using that to, to guide our focus. Cool. Awesome. And where can people find out more about what you're up to? Sure. Yeah. So just to sort of introduce my, myself and, and, and scale, I'm the SEO growth strategy lead at scale. So I basically deal with the, well, I work with the strategists who are, they, they put together the strategies, the roadmaps, they are kind of the project managers and they are the direct point of contact uh, with the clients. So they've got a complex role and I basically try and support them with, uh, you know, by, by building strategies myself and, and helping them with that, being sort of like a sounding board for them. Um, and also getting my hands dirty with with actually like diving in and, and doing strategic work myself whenever I can. Scale to give a little bit of background and, and context Basically, we are a, a SaaS uh, SEO agency, and what we do is we build SEO revenue engines for SaaS brands. That's that's sort of the way that we like to think about it. And what I mean by SEO revenue engine is basically like a predictable, scalable system for generating increased monthly recurring revenue through the organic channel. So we work with a bunch of amazing SaaS brands, uh, like all sorts of interesting products and amazing people. And our goal is kind of to be the extension of their marketing team to basically work together as a team to, to drive more revenue for their amazing products. Awesome. Well, thanks for the overview and coming on and sharing your tips and overall strategies regarding how you helped Resi 2.7x their MRR in four months, which is a crazy story. And yeah, wish you best success implementing it for more companies and for everybody else listening. Go try this framework and process out. See for yourself how it can help you grow your business. Thanks so much for coming on, Alistair. Thanks so much, Wes. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Product-Led Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, 
please share it with a colleague or friends you know who might benefit. We are always looking at which episodes get the most listens so we know which content to create more of. So if you want more of this particular type of content or style of episode, please share it out. And in return, here's your selfish reason to do this. Uh, we will definitely create more content just like this episode. <laughs> and if that's not your style, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tell us your favorite part about this podcast. I personally read every single one of these reviews and it gives me more ideas on what content we should do more of. Happy growing.